Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, the reason we lead with that is because uh, we believe in the power of your words, and you want to get your words working for you immediately. Are we doing this for no results and, and no uh, difference? No. We believe that from right now, your spirit it will be being fed, your faith will be growing stronger, and no matter what it is that's been bothering you or harassing you or seemingly overcoming you, you can be the overcomer in the situation. But it's not all up to God. We have our part, which is what we, we learn how by His Spirit and His Word to be the overcomer. Get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. We saved you a seat right here in the front. And we're going to pray and release faith. Uh, all over, we have, you know, folks joining us all over the world. Let's uh, believe and agree together uh, that we get exactly what we need. The Spirit of God speaks every language. He understands every culture. He knows the illustration. He knows the way to say it to cause it to click for you. And that's what we're asking for and believing for right now. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the anointing of your Holy Spirit that teaches, that guides into all the truth, that brings to our remembrance, that shows us things to come. We ask you for answers and for help for right now. Uh, and we thank you for it. We purpose to put it into practice. And as surely as we do, you always watch over your word and perform it when we do that. And so we will experience the manifestation of your goodness in the land of the living. And we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Would you look in our great textbook, the Bible, at Matthew, the ninth chapter? Matthew 9 and... Um, we're going to begin about verse 20 here. We began last week, and if you weren't with us, it would it'd benefit you to go back and, and watch the previous messages. We begin what is a relatively new series for us here on Faith School called Faith for Healing. And we saw in Matthew 9 and verse 20 with the healing of the woman that had a, a hemorrhage or an issue of blood for 12 years, that she came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may touch, uh, but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. We saw, and, and we'll go over it again, but that Jesus placed the emphasis on the woman's faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. Why don't you say that phrase out loud? Your faith, your faith. has made you whole. Now, if, if there was a different emphasis or something else was a greater determining factor in the woman's healing, Jesus could have said it. Or should have said it if it was a different thing. He could have said, uh, you know, be, be comforted. It has been the will of God. It is the will of God 
for you to be healed. But he didn't say that. He could have said, be comforted, daughter. Uh, My power has healed you. He could have said that. But that's not what he said. And the reason I say that is because most of the church world is not emphasizing the individual's faith relative to healing. They're emphasizing the will of God. And that's not what Jesus emphasized. That's not what the New Testament emphasizes. And so you got to watch about religious tradition because it's a replacement for the Word. Jesus said to those religious leaders when He was on the earth, He said, your traditions have made the Word of God of none effect. Now that's a terrible thing. When the Word of God is no longer effective in your life, it's been replaced by an invention of men. But see, the thing is, people hold these religious traditions as though they're truth. They treat them like they're Bible, but they are Scripture replacement. No, um, Jesus told her, He said, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. When it comes to healing or healing by the power of God, a lot of even church-going people, they don't uh, believe in it or at least they're not convinced. They're like, well, God's God. He could do anything. But, you know, many people say, well, I don't don't think I've ever seen a miracle or or, I just don't know, you know. Uh, Well, I guess if it was God's will... Uh, But that is not what the scripture teaches. He said, your faith made you whole. It's not a matter, uh, is healing still around? Is faith still around? (laughs) Right? People say, well, I, you know, uh, maybe the apostles, they had the special powers and Jesus had special powers. But when they passed on, uh, that's, that's been done away with. Well, no, has faith been done away with? Because what made her whole? What made her whole? Her faith made her whole. If faith has been done away with, there's no new birth. There's no church. We're saved by grace through faith. Christianity is called the faith. And here's the great news. If her faith would make her whole. (laughs) Why wouldn't your faith make you whole? Do you believe it, class? Come on, say it out loud. If her faith faith would make her whole, whole, my faith faith will make me whole. whole. Praise God. Which is why we have faith school. (laughs) Which is why we're talking about it. Because if our faith is a big factor in this, then we need to do our part. We need to feed our faith. We need to exercise our faith and do our part. And you can be sure when you do your part, God is faithful to do His part. You can be sure. But He's not going to do our part for us. He's not going to do what He told us to do. He, he, He told her, He said, your faith has made you whole. Now, this is not an isolated instance. We, we mentioned this last week as well, that if you look in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there are about 20 uh, individual cases where people were healed 
and, and are delivered. Now, when I say about, it depends on which category you put them in. Some people say this many healing, this many deliverance, etc. But suffice it to say about 20. We're, we're, we're going to, unless the Lord leads otherwise, I think we're going to go through all 20. <laughs> now, it'll take us more than today <laughs> and more than this week, but we'll see what number we have when we get done. And you can decide for yourself. But in the majority of these 20 individual cases, the individual's faith is either specifically referred to or it is obviously seen. Their faith is emphasized over and over again. Now, there are numerous times where it says multitudes were healed, but we don't know who they were. No details were given. But the Spirit of God specifically chose these 20 to teach us what we need to know because the Lord, He never changes. If he, whatever He was doing then, He's still doing today, and He's no respecter of persons. If He would do it for them, He'll do it for you. Do you believe that? If He won't, He's a respecter of persons. If He's not doing what He was doing, He's changed. And the Bible said He does not change, and He is no respecter of persons. So he told her, your faith made you whole. Listen to some other instances. We see the very, very same or very similar phrase used. With well, a centurion servant, back just a previous chapter in Matthew 8, you don't have to turn there, but just listen. Matthew 8, 13, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so be it done to you. Many are saying, Lord, according to your will, will no when his will has been revealed and his will does not change, then it winds up being according to your will, whether you'll believe it and receive it or not. Um, he said, as you've believed. The, the two blind men in Matthew 9, later in this same ninth chapter here, uh, they came to him in the house and he said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. Then Matthew 15, a couple of chapters later here, the Syrophoenician woman that came regarding her daughter being delivered and healed. Jesus answered her in verse 28 and said, O woman, great is your faith, be it unto you even as you will. What a difference between saying, Lord, it's as you will, and, and the Lord saying, it's as you will. <laughs> this has not been widely taught in the church. It's, all the emphasis has been on God's will. Uh, blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10, another instance of this, Jesus told him, he said, go your way, your this is Mark 10, 52, go your way, your faith has made you whole. Now these are not the same cases. These are different cases. And the Lord told the people, in some cases, exactly the same thing. Others, very similar. Your faith, say it out loud, your faith, has made you whole. Uh, then um, with Jairus' daughter in Luke 8, he told him, he said, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. 
We see the leprous man, you know, the ten lepers that were healed and the one that returned, Luke 17, 19, Jesus told him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you whole. Would you think we're seeing a recurring theme here? Hmm? Your, say it out loud, your faith has made you whole. And yet what does the most of the church say? If it be thy will. Right? If it be God's will. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what the Bible teaches. People say, well, yeah, but Jesus prayed in the garden, if it be thy will. He's not ministering to the sick in the garden. He's not having a healing line in the garden. And anything you can say about healing, you can say about forgiveness. This will answer so many of your questions. We actually looked at this last week when we saw Jesus talking about which one's easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk. And, and, and he spoke to the man to get up and he was healed and demonstrating there's no difference. One is received the same as the other. It's on the same basis. It's received the same way. And if people say, well, you know, if, if it's God's will for people to be healed, then they'll be healed. Not so. Not so. You, you could say the same thing about the new birth. If it's God's will for people to be born again, then they'll be born again. Well, no, not unless they receive. Huh? Just because it's the will of God doesn't mean it's going to automatically happen. What did Jesus say? According to your faith, be it unto you, or your faith has made you whole. Oh, class, I want that seared into you. Your faith has made you, come on, say it out loud. Your faith has made you whole. Now, the amazing thing about this is there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And when, we thank God for good doctors and nurses and, and that whole profession, especially believers that are using their faith in, in this thing. But man is not the healer, cannot be the healer. The best surgeon in the world perform a perfect operation on you. They didn't heal you. Once they get done, you got to heal up. <laughs> is that right? Uh, man cannot heal. Man can do some natural things to assist. But healing is something that's from God. And he put a certain amount of it just in the creation uh, uh, and for the maintenance of the human body. But the thing is, where that healing came from that will cause your knee to heal up if you scrape it or your finger to heal up if you cut it, where that came from, there's more. There's even a lot more. And when the Lord multiplies the healing power working in your body twofold, threefold, fivefold, tenfold, that's when you begin to see some instant things happen. There's so much healing power working, it just, the problem just goes away <laughs> quickly. And even what might take, you know, six weeks to heal up, the Lord can increase it and you can be healed in a week. Hmm? If we put our faith on it, it's not just according to His will, according to Jesus, it's according to our faith. How many believe the Bible? Say it out loud, according to your faith. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. According to your faith, he said, be it unto you. Would you go, please? You're there in Matthew 9. Just back up just one chapter to the 8th chapter now. Having said that, I want us to begin in our study looking at these 20 individual cases. And we'll begin looking at the first one in our study. Now, I'm not taking these chronologically per se. Uh, well, I'm not. Uh, we're, there's another method in this presentation. But this first one we'll call the healing of the leper. Now, not the one that was part of the 10. This is another individual account. But you'll find in, in most of these, not all, but most of these are recorded by more than one writer. Uh, you'll find it in Matthew and Mark and Luke and sometimes John. Uh, but you'll find you have to, if the account is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you must read all three accounts to get the whole story. Because Luke will say some things that Matthew didn't say. And Mark will say some things that neither Matthew or Luke said. And uh, there's a reason why, because different aspects are emphasized uh, by the Spirit through different writers. Well, this healing of the leper is recorded in Matthew and Mark and Luke. And we're going to take the time to read all three. Is that okay with you? If the Spirit of God had it recorded three times, we ought to read it three times. And we begin in Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. Thank you, Father. And verse 1, Matthew 8, 1, it says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Uh, let me, let's just pray again on this. How many want to see from these verses exactly what the Lord wants you to see from them? And you're not just listening to me, you're listening to the Spirit of God, the author who said this. So say it out loud, Father God, as I read this, as I hear this, cause me to see and understand from every word, from every verse, what this means to me. I ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no man, but go your way and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now turn over, if you would, to uh, Luke. Let's read Luke's account, Luke 5. And be on the watch for anything said, added, or different. Luke 5, 12 says, It came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. 
Now, uh, Luke was a doctor. <laughs> so he didn't just tell you that the man had leprosy. He has an advanced case. Full. Uh, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Now here we know that in verse 15, there are many people were healed, but we're not told any details about them and their cases. Why would the Holy Spirit select this one and these 20 or so? The, there are things that apply to us and to every generation. Go to Mark, please, the third account. Mark chapter 1, first chapter of Mark, and beginning in verse uh, 40. It says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If you will, you can make me clean. Now having read the other two accounts, we're going to take our time on this last one on Mark, and we're going to keep pulling back in Matthew and, and Luke. But uh, you know what happened from reading the other two accounts, but let's take it now phrase by phrase. And you're looking to see how does this apply to me. There was a leper that came to him. This this uh, term leprosy at different times has described different diseases depending on who you're reading, but we'll, we'll go with the Bible definition of it. If you look back, you don't have to turn there now, but in Leviticus chapter 13, Leviticus chapter 14, there are two whole chapters dedicated to identifying, diagnosing what the scripture called leprosy, and then also talked about uh, offerings that were made for somebody who had been healed from leprosy. Uh, the condition was described as scabs, as um, uh, tissue that was white and scaly, and it was described as incurable uh, and deadly. In fact, once you turn back to Numbers, the 12th chapter, and you see a, um, a scripture description, Numbers 12 and 10, Miriam and Aaron had spoken against God and against their brother Moses. And in chapter 10, when the presence of the Lord lifted off the tabernacle, Miriam was leprous, and it says white as snow, so her, uh, her skin was white, too white. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and she was leprous. 
And Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech you, lay not this sin upon us, wherein we've done foolishly, wherein we've sinned. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed, when he comes out of his mother's womb. So this describes that the flesh is, is even though you're still alive, parts of your flesh are dead, have died, and you, uh, you've lost sensation in it, you've lost feeling in it, and it's part of your body is dead while you're still alive. And that's what this, you know, we have to go with the Bible definition of what the Scripture is talking about. And it was deemed as incurable and terminal, that it would just progress and you would die. And they were uh, segregated from the rest of the population and they had to live outside the city and, and just had to scrounge and, and do the best they could. It was a, a death sentence in more than one way. Terrible and awful. Disease is evil. Do you agree? It is. Uh, this idea that, that God may put sickness on you to teach you something or to develop you in piety and godliness, whatever. It is absolutely unscriptural. It is absolutely against the character of God. Uh, how could he uh, like that some terrible evil disease destroys, deforms, and destroys the body he made until it no longer even resembles what he made? and can't function, there's no way that an artist who creates something perfect is okay with somebody defacing it, right? right? Yeah. And, and God did not create this. This is the work of the enemy. The Bible said Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So including this person here, according to the scripture, according to the Holy Spirit, everybody Jesus ministered healing to that needed healing was satanically oppressed. That's not a blessing in disguise, right? So sickness and disease is not some blessing in disguise. It is the work of the evil one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It is not to be accepted. It is not to be tolerated. It is to be resisted with everything that's within you. Fight it. Fight it with your faith. Fight it in the natural. Fight it with every tool you have available. Don't lay down and take it. Fight it. Do you agree? Fight it. And especially when man tells you there's nothing we can do, that's not the end. Your faith can make you whole. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say, my faith can make me whole. And we're out of time. <laughs> say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here on Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge 
at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.